Welcome and thanks for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Donovan, my wife Jessica and I are the lead pastors here at Destiny Church Praha. We know that today's message will bless and encourage you because the Bible tells us that the Word of God is alive and active. If you want to connect in with us, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, follow us on social media or visit our website at destinypraha.com. Let's get into the Word. Good morning, church. So excited to be with you this morning. Excited for this word that God's given me. Um, a little bit different to what I usually do, but I feel um, that it's a word in season um, for just where we're moving. Uh, we framed it on Facebook, on social media this this week, looking ahead. So we're looking ahead. I feel that this is a chapter coming to close. Um, and a lot of churches have already started meeting in person again. Um, we're very blessed. We're moving to a new venue, so it took us a bit of time just to finalize that, but we're really, really excited. And I can't help but feel that this word God's given me this week is just so in season for where we are as a body um, right now. So let's just pray. Father, we just thank you for your word, Lord. I just um, I thank you that your spirit just dropped something in my heart this week. And Father, I just pray that you go before me right now. You prepare the hearts and the minds of those that will hear this. Um, and just may it fall on fertile ground this morning. Father, may it bring transformation in our lives. May it get us excited about the things that you have in store for us, Father, as we begin to meet again in person um, from June, Lord. So we just thank you. This is your church. You're the head of this church. You are the ultimate authority in this church. And we just love you. We thank you for your word that is life-giving. In Jesus' name, amen. Right. And... Um, we're going we're gonna to be all over the show a little bit today, but I'm going to primarily be in Genesis 26. And before I get there, we're closing a chapter on complete, I'm going to call it complete online church. Um, and maybe we'll drop you a bit of a video just now, but this is a, a studio, there's a room in our house turned into a studio. We've done worship recordings here, we're doing preachings here, we're doing hostings here. It's been chaos. It also doubles up as my work office. So it's, uh, it looks like a broadcast studio uh, behind me at the moment, but we have just been so blessed in this season. And I wanna thank every single person that has contributed to the success of our online ministry as Destiny in the last um, seven to eight months. That's how long we've been in lockdown. Um, we've been trying to meet with some people over the last couple of weeks and it's just been so good to meet in person again and talk to one another and just be face to face and uh, breathe the same air in a sense. But really, we've been so blessed as a body in this online season. I've seen hearts uh, transformed. We've just seen God bless in every area of our body. Um, we've seen people just uh, you know, taking ownership over their spiritual walk, going deep in the Word of God, which is so encouraging for us. We've seen our tithing increase. We've seen principles um, just be understood and grasped um, in our body. We've seen people battle through this season as well, um, which has been really, really tough on a lot of people in isolation. Um, but God has done something so special. And I can honestly say, going into the second lockdown, seven months, this long stretch here in the Czech Republic, I felt that we came out stronger and better as a body. And I'm just excited for what's going to happen and what's going to come forth and burst forth when we start to meet in person. And that is exactly the heart that I'm carrying this morning in this word. So as I was just allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to me over the last two weeks, specifically on Wednesday morning, I woke up and I felt the Holy Spirit just give me one word. And I never get words or pictures or anything like that uh, too often, but I felt the word wells. 
wells, like the, um, the well that you draw water from. I just felt the word wells. I didn't hear springs or ditches or, uh, <laughs> you know, watering of agriculture, nothing. I just heard wells. And um, I just said to the Lord, okay, well, what does that mean? And I just felt called to do a bit of research. And that's exactly where I went this week. Um, and um, I just trust that what I drop with you this morning just gets you excited about where I feel, and I've, I've checked this with Jess and our, our leadership as well, and this is just so in season for where we are as a body. So I'm going to preach it as a prophetic declaration over Destiny Prague and over your life individually as well. So please receive it um, in that this morning. Let's read from Genesis 26. Um, and I read almost all of Genesis in preparation for this word. I read parts of Deuteronomy, Leviticus, Numbers. I was in John. I was in Revelation. And um, I'm going to quickly summarize. You see a lot of, um, there's a lot about Abraham and his descendants, Isaac, Jacob, Ishmael. We see all of this happening in the book of Genesis for a large chunk and I specifically started looking to the areas of wells because we see the very first well, it's actually referred to as a, as a spring at that point, um, but a spring dressing up into a well. The very first time that that's mentioned in the Bible um, is when Hagar um, is carrying Ishmael. We know the whole story with, with Sarah and Abraham at the time. And Ishmael actually flees um, away at that point in time. And an angel meets Hagar at the spring or the well um, and this is the first time that a well is mentioned. And then from there on, you see a lot of wells being established. Abraham talks about wells. And you constantly see Abraham through his journey crossing over um, from, if you look at the map work, from sort of Israelite territory into Philistine territory. And I'm not going to get into all that detail. But what you need to understand here is that Abraham um, built many wells. And we'll get into the sig significance of wells at the moment. But when we look at Genesis 26, and I'm going to be reading um, probably from verse 16. We'll start from there. And we're talking about Isaac now. So Isaac being a direct descendant of Abraham. And at this point in time, Isaac is in the uh, region of Gerar. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but basically that's Philistine territory, right? And because the Philistine um, king, whose name is uh, Abimelech, knew that God was with Abraham and again with Isaac, is they created space for them um, to be able to do agriculture and, and farm and that sort of stuff, right? So they recognized the power and authority of God in their lives. And this is why Abraham, Isaac, and his descendants were all in, around that region and were able to farm. I'm trying to give you the paraphrased context here of 25 chapters um, of Genesis. So from verse 16 of Genesis 26, then Abimelech, this is the king of the Philistine region at the time, said to Isaac, move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. Now, when he says you've become too powerful for us, it's because if you look in verse 12, it says Isaac planted crops in that region, in that land, and the same year reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. So because the Lord was with Isaac and the descendants of Abraham, as was promised to Abraham, we just see blessing upon blessing. And this started to upset the Philistines at that point in time. So verse 17. So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerer, where he settled. Isaac reopened the wells. Verse 18. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped after Abraham died. 
right? So Abraham had opened some wells. When Abraham passed on, the Philistines closed the wells. We'll get into that in a moment as well. And Isaac started to reopen or redig these wells. Um, carrying on in verse 18, and he gave them the same names that his father had given them. So he redug them and he named them the same names. Verse 19, Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. Verse 20, but the herders of Gerer quarreled with those of Isaac and said, the water is ours. Right, so the herders of Gerer, this is in the Philistine territory, said the water is ours. So he named the well Essek um, because they disputed with him. Verse 21, then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. Verse 22, and this is really where I want to focus today. He moved on from there and dug another well and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. Right? Verse 22, I'm going to read that again. He moved on from there. Underline that. He moved on from there. In the Amplified Bible, it says he moved away from there. He left there, moved away from, looked in a completely different direction and dug another well and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. And as I started to just research and mull on this word and let the Holy Spirit minister to me over this time, I started to look into and research what is the significance of wells in the Bible, right? Because we see that uh, people disputed over wells. We see the same with, um, uh, with Abraham in the time, with Amalek, uh, uh, sorry, Abimelech, the Philistine king, so a little bit earlier in Genesis. And actually Abraham, um, there's a well that Abraham built and he actually pays the uh, Abimelech, uh, he pays him in ewes or, or sheep at the time in order to claim and state that this is my well, right? So it was an important thing. It marked something. There was significance in that. We fast forward into the New Testament, John 4, right? When Jesus meets the, the Samaritan woman at the well, it's referred to as Jacob's well. So there's clearly um, something significant about wells. And if we look at the lineage of Abraham, we have Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, right? Jacob being the third generation and Jacob's well is referred to in John 4. And wells are referred to throughout the Old Testament, also as we've just mentioned in the New Testament. So there is importance, there is significance. And I really applied my heart and my mind to understand this this week. So what are the significance of wells in the Bible? Wells were frequently made. Near encampments, we see in Genesis, outside of cities, again in Genesis and in John it's referred to. In the courts of houses, we see in 2 Samuel, we see it in the desert, in 2 Chronicles. People built wells everywhere. Clearly it was uh, for the sake of drinking, it was the sake of sustenance, um, looking after flock, looking after cattle. Obviously there was an agricultural element to it, it was an element of survival to it, but it was more than just that. Wells were, were frequented. You look in the Old Testament, you see that women came in the evenings when it was cool to draw, well, uh, to draw water from the well in the evenings. Travelers would often come to rest. 
watered their flocks. So wells became a meeting point for a lot of people. It wasn't just Donovan established a well down the road and that's where he drew water from for his coffee in the morning. No, it became a meeting place. It became the place where the community came together to look after their flock as they were traveling, where people met, where people came together. Wells signified territory in the Bible. We see many disputes over wells, not only Abraham and Isaac, but we see this throughout the Word of God. We see in Numbers, uh, in the book of Numbers, we see um, reference to strangers passing over the over lands, passing over lands, mentioning that they will not touch the wells. So we see in the passage, and I didn't go into detail, but we see strangers passing through the lands and speaking to those that own that territory saying, we will not touch your wells. And if there is a need essentially for their cattle and their flocks to drink, they would pay for the water. So it signified that when you had a well, you owned a piece of territory or the, the territory in which the well was, was significant and people in the time recognized that. We see wells were often stopped or closed by enemies. We see the Philistines obviously doing this uh, to Isaac and to Abraham's wells. This is why Isaac was redigging Abraham's wells. But we see this in kings as well, right? So as the kings were conquering cities, um, they often referred to, um, you know, pull down this, plunder that, and close or stop the wells. Again, it would signify cutting off sustenance, cutting off life, um, from those cities uh, that they ultimately conquered. Wells are often referred to by the prophets um, in the Old Testament as well. We see um, Isaiah and in the Song of Songs, we see um, it's referred to as a well of living water. We see again in John, Jesus refers to um, the water that I give will ultimately quench your thirst. In him, it will spring up a well of living water amounting to everlasting life. That's out of Jesus' words. So we see even Jesus talking about wells. Wells was, um, was significant because people understood the importance of wells um, in that time. And they were often referred to. We, again, we see in Proverbs talking about wells in the context of what flows out of a righteous man's mouth. Um, in Proverbs, it likens understanding and wisdom um, to wells, a spring of life coming out of a man's heart or a man's mouth. Powerful, powerful analogies. And I want to carry on on this. I could speak the whole day on wells. Hagar, who gave birth to Ishmael, is met by an angel at a well. Isaac meets Rebekah at a well. We know that Abraham sends his servant before Abraham passes. Isaac eventually meets Rebekah through an um, through a time um, spent at the well. Jacob meets Rachel at a well. Moses meets his wife, Zipporah, through an encounter at a well. Jesus refers to giving waters that will quench thirst while sitting at the well of Jacob. Wells are important. And the more I started to research this, the more excited I got about what are you saying, God? What are you saying for the season that we're in as a body? What are you saying to us individually as people? And the word was highlighted to me in verse 22. And I'm going to get into this now. He moved on from there and dug another well and no one quarreled over it. He moved on from there and dug another well and no one quarreled over it. And this is what I felt God saying to us right now. And I'm going to say this as a prophetic declaration over this body this morning. I felt God saying that he is establishing a well in Destiny Praha. Guys, 
that will become a place of rest and an oasis for many, many people. It will become a place where people pass through and their lives will be changed. It will be a deep well where those that are tired, weary, lost, will be able to drink from its refreshing waters. We see this so often in the Word of God, how travelers passing through came around wells, spent time there, refreshed, drank deep, um, uh, watered their cattle, their flocks, and left there replenished, restored. It will be a deep well where those that are tired, weary, lost will be able to drink from its refreshing waters. But ultimately, that it will be a place, this is really what I felt God saying to me this week, Ultimately, it will be a place that will point people to the ultimate thirst quencher, Jesus Christ, that will well up in them springs of living water. Father, I felt that God wanted to mark the territory that we will have as a body in this city and in this community and in the Czech Republic, that the community of Prague and the Czech Republic will recognize that the, um, that the, recognize the refreshing that will come from this well. It will be a place that people will be drawn to, that people will pass through and be drawn to, not because of its physical appearance or how well we do things or how good we look or how nice we smell, but because of lives that will be impacted, touched, moved, transformed, renewed in Jesus Christ. I feel like the chapter that God wants us in from June, I cannot help but feel this so strongly, is that we mean business. He means business for Destiny Praha. I felt like he was saying that the nomadic framework that you once operated in is no more. And I say this with all due respect to anyone that's led Destiny Praha or been in leadership in Destiny Praha before, it is very tough to plant church and establish church and find roots and, and build apostolic pillars to, uh, into which the church will grow. And everyone before Jessica and myself has done an absolutely excellent job, far better than we could have done it in the season that they were called to. But I felt like God was saying there's a change in framework. There's a change in how you will operate. There's a change in your, um, in your scent that you will release in the community. You're no longer a nomadic church. You're no longer a coffee shop church. You're no longer a small group of friends in a holy huddle, but I'm establishing you. I felt the word establish, that he's established us, establishing us in this next season, that he has given us room and in a sense that he's giving destiny a home um, in Prague and in the Czech Republic. And I feel that so strongly in my spirit. You know what? It's not about four walls. It's not about a new venue. It's not about these things. It's about the maturity of the body of Christ, specifically destiny in this context, is that I feel that we're maturing from where we were and God has given us a new framework, a new season. He's planting a deep well where we are right now so that those who pass through will no longer be weary, that will have their thirst quenched, that they will meet Jesus Christ, they will be transformed and they will be empowered to do the things in the will of Jesus Christ in Prague and in the Czech Republic. Give me an amen on the chat. Father, we thank you for that word. We receive it this morning. What does this mean for each of us individually? 
Because I felt as God was giving me that, I felt at the same time he was starting to challenge me personally. And I felt this was a challenging word for each of us. What does that mean for us individually, right? As God's giving us this new framework um, as the body of destiny, Praha, um, in the Czech Republic. And I felt like he was saying this for us individually. Wells are often deep. And we see this in John 4, when the Samaritan woman goes to Jesus, she says, you don't have the right tools. You don't have the right apparatus. The well is too deep. Let me get you a drink. She's got the right tools, right? So wells are often deep. And I felt God saying, this is a season for us individually of leaning in and drawing deep from the well. I'm going to say that again. This is a season for each of us to lean in, as I saw that woman taking what would often be um, a, a rope sort of around their shoulders with jugs. I felt her leaning in over into the well and drawing deep from the things of God, from the one who gives living water. I'm not talking drawing deep from destiny because we're just a bunch of people. We need to be drawing from the source who gives living water, Jesus Christ. This is not going to be a wishy-washy church. This is not going to be a surface level, feelings deep church. This is going to be a church of believers that are leaning in, that are drinking deep from the things of Christ Jesus. Because in that, I believe he's going to well up springs within us. And as that wells up and comes out of us, we're able to share this living water with others. Thank you, Jesus. I felt him asking the question to me and to you, what does your well look like today? Do people find rest and refreshment at your well? Or do they find chaos? Do they find anxiety? Do they find panic, distrust, burden, doubt? God is calling us right now, and I, I feel as you're listening to this, as you're watching me right now, Holy Spirit, I ask that you illuminate the areas in our life. What do our wells look like? What do our wells look like, Holy Spirit? And you bring correction in the areas that need correction because we want to be people. We want to be people that when people come to us with need, that we just know that we can point them to Jesus Christ, that we can, we can give them a drink of living water. Father, that's where we want to be. What does your well look like this morning? And if your well doesn't look like that, if people don't leave your presence, your home refreshed, restored, going, wow, it was just so good to be with you. I just felt so encouraged. I felt like my, my faith was stirred. If that's not you this morning, you're going, oh man, my well needs a bit of work. Man, my well needs a little bit of work. I felt God calling to you, drink from my waters. This is a challenge and an invitation at the same time for anyone listening. And maybe you don't know Jesus Christ. Maybe your well's in a bit of disarray this morning. I felt like he was saying, come into my presence and be refreshed. Come and experience me. Come and have an encounter with me. Let me give you living waters that will well up inside of you and amount to everlasting life. And I'm going to declare this verse over you this morning. John 4 verse 10. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. If you just knew the gift that was in front of you this morning, 
that are getting emotional. If you just knew the gift that was in front of you this morning and you would have asked him for a drink, he would have given you living water this morning. So I feel that's a challenge to you. I feel that that is a challenge to you right now. If your well is not refreshing to those that come passing by it, there's a challenge and an invitation to you to reach out to the one who gives living water. That's Jesus Christ. Church, I feel that we are moving into a chapter where things are about to get real and serious. And I also know what that means in, in, in the physical. It means that not everyone will be able to, to run the race um, with us. But it's exciting. Because I and my wife Jessica and the apostolic leadership of Destiny mean business. We are not here to host a good feelings time on a Sunday. Of course, we want you to feel comfortable. We want you to feel loved. But we're not going to compromise on the Word of God. We're not going to stop preaching truth, even if it upsets your world, if it turns the city upside down. We mean business. And we're empowered with the Holy Spirit. And nothing can stop the Word of God. Nothing can stop the Kingdom of God from advancing. He cannot be contained. There's no pandemic that can stop Him. And I'm telling you that this next season, we mean business. We had a time of prayer um, twice in the last three weeks. And I can tell you now, being together in person, getting together in, in prayer. And guys, we've been praying for each of you. We have your names on a list. Uh, Jessica and myself, we're praying for you by name. We love you guys. We're covering you in the blood of Jesus. We're praying for Holy Spirit encounters for you. But we mean business in this church. And it doesn't need a thousand people in a church. It needs a handful. If this resonated with you this morning, I'm going to pray for us as a body. I'm going to pray for you individually but I really feel that God is shifting something in the life of uh, the body of Destiny Prohog in the Czech Republic. And I am excited for it. Give me an amen in the chat. I want to bless you guys. Um, I trust this word encourages you. I trust it challenges you. And I'm going to trust that the Holy Spirit continues to minister to you today um, and bring the transformation in the areas of your life that need a bit of work where our wells need some patching up, where we've got to remove the stones from our wells. We often see stones covering wells in the Old Testament. Um, but we just thank you, Father, for this word. And we thank you that you're creating a well in destiny. And we thank you for the room, the space that you're giving us as a church. I'm going to pray for us. So, Father, we just thank you for this word, Lord. I don't think it's by chance that you've given me this specific word for where we stand as a church right now. So Father, um, as pastors of this church, we just receive this. We thank you for this, Father. We, uh, we accept this word um, and we're excited for the chapter and the season that you have for us um, right now. Lord, this is really an exciting time. I thank you for the growing pains of what we've had to endure over the last while. We've had to get creative. We've had to upskill We've had to uh, sharpen ourselves. Father, I thank you that you've never once kept this church complacent and never allowed us to be complacent or lazy 
or, ooh, that's too much effort for us. No, Father, this is a bunch of people that went the distance to make sure that we could put excellence in front of the Father. Father, you were able to use that and you blessed this body. And I thank you for that. I thank you for the hearts of those that serve this body and, and this community so faithfully. Jesus, I thank you that you've uh, been able to allow us to bless with our finances as a church as well, even when we couldn't with our hands. Father, I thank you that you've given us tools, that you've expanded our minds and you've allowed us to think outside the box and bless and be effective and impactful where we are right now, even when we were trapped in our apartments. So Father, I just honor you for this season. As tough as it might have been, it grew us. Father, it moved us from A to B and we're excited. Now, Father, I thank you for this word and that you're planting a well in Destiny Praha right now in this next chapter, Father. And I thank you because in my research, I've understood what that means. I've understood that it's marked territory for us, Father, that it's gonna be a place of refreshing Jesus, where people are gonna be able to draw from living waters and be transformed into the full knowledge of Jesus Christ, Father, that identities are changed, that people are rooted and established in your word, making good decisions, holding on to godly principles, Father. And I'm excited for that, but Lord, I know that this means business for us as people. And Father, I just thank you. I just thank you that you've got us where you've got us right now. And Father, I want to say as, as leadership in destiny, we say we're up to the challenge. Use us, Holy Spirit. We want to be used by you. These are open hands, open arms. We say yes to you and what you want to do in this city and in this nation. Nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is too big for you. Father, may we not ever stifle what you're able to do because we lack vision or we lack imagination, Father, but rather let us plug into Jesus Christ and your Holy Spirit. May our ears be close to your heartbeat. May we never miss a beat. May we be so in tune with what you want to do as you are establishing us in this next season, Father. And for each and every single one of us, hearing this word, those that are, are regular members of this body, those that are not, those that are, 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 are with us for some time, those that are just spectating, whatever it may be, I ask by the power of your Holy Spirit that you start to do an open heart surgery on us, in a sense, as to what our wells look like in our lives. That if our wells do not look like place, a place where people come and leave uh, with their thirst quenched, with their needs met, empowered, strengthened, refreshed. Father, that I ask you to do a change. You bring about a change in our life. You bring about a transformation. And Father, we, owe, we know, we know, we know that we can only drink from living waters, Father, and be able to pass that thirst-quenching living water onto those that pass by our wells. So Father, I ask that you continue to do a mighty work in each of us individually, Father. For those that need comfort right now, that need support right now, Father, I pray that you allow us to be there to them as a church. Holy Spirit, I pray that you just meet with each of them individually, Father, in a personal manner as you do. Father, you just love them, you embrace them with your peace and your joy, and you show them who you are, Father that they may experience and have an encounter with you, Holy Spirit, that changes the way they feel, changes the way they see you, changes how they acknowledge you, changes their priorities in their life. And Father, and ultimately brings them to a place and fulfillment in knowing Jesus Christ. So Father, we just thank you again for this word. We thank you for this body. We look forward, we look ahead, 
and we are excited for what you are about to do in this next chapter. We love you. We bless you. We thank you for this word in your wonderful name. Amen. Amen.